Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Sometimes in the Christian life, questions arise, uh, questionable things, we should say. Uh, Should I do this? Should I not? Is this right? Is this wrong? What do you do when when the questions rise? Because they're going to come. The, The issue is not, are there going to be questions, disagreements, disputes? The question is, how are we going to resolve this? How are we going to work through this? And I think Acts chapter 15 gives us one of the greatest examples in Scripture of that. Now, the context is that you've got a whole bunch of Gentiles who are believing the gospel, being saved, churches being started, and there's a group of Jewish people who think that these Gentiles now need to be circumcised, and so they want to come back and tell all the new converts, well, if you really want to be right with God, then you've got to do this as well. So there's this tremendous uh, division now. And what do they do? They return back to the church in Jerusalem, uh, to the people that had sent them out. I love that. Back to the authority of the local New Testament church. Uh, You know, the Bible says that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Uh, That doesn't mean that a church is always right, but it means that the church's job is is to hold up the word of God in a world of lies. We are to hold up the truth. And so someone rightly said that the supreme court of the Christian life is the local church because this is where the Lord helps us work through some of these issues and answer some of these questions. But how? That's the issue. How do you deal with these questionable things? Well, the Bible says, beginning in verse 13, after they had held their peace, James answered. Now, James was the pastor uh, there at the church at Jerusalem. James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, After this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. I love that. He said there's some things we don't know, but God knows. Uh, This is is very important. Uh, Don't worry so much about what you know. Let's figure out what does God know? Uh, What does God say? Verse 19, Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them which are from among the Gentiles or turn to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogue every Sabbath day. So this is the pastor's counsel, and his counsel is based on three things. I'm going to show you them in just a moment because these three things will be guiding principles that will help us all work through questionable issues. Notice the response of the, the church. Verse 22, then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church 
to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greeting unto the brethren, which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment, it seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication, from which, if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. Isn't that beautiful? So there's questions, but there's answers. There's disagreement, but now there's unity. Uh, There was conflict and complexity, and now it seems there's peace and simplicity. Uh, How? Because these spiritual people, spirit-led people, handled it the right way. So many things I'd like to point out to you here. Uh, One thing I think is fascinating is that it wasn't just one man answering all the questions. Uh, There was a leader, there was a pastor, uh, but there was agreement among the people of God. Uh, something else, the, the witnesses agreed. In other words, uh, several of these men uh, of the same mind lent their testimony and their influence uh, to bring unity to the whole thing. It's just beautiful to see. Uh, but let's break it down very simple today because there are three principles that James articulates and then that the apostles repeat. What are those three principles? What do we do when questions arise? First of all, we need to go back to what we know about God himself. Uh, Where does he begin? He begins with God at the first visiting the Gentiles. What do we know about God? Uh, What do we know about the work of God? What is revealed to us? The Bible says in verse 14 that God came to the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. I believe that the gospel must be the lens through which we look at everything. So many conflicts could be resolved. So many issues could be straightened out if we started with the gospel. So where does he begin? He begins with God's work in this world, saving souls, uh, bringing people to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God never called us to save the world. He's taking out of this world a people for his name. But God does want to save souls. So let's begin here. When there's questions, what do we know to be true about God? God's heart, God's mission, God's purpose in this world. Secondly, not only should we consider the the person of God, but secondly, the word of God. What do we know about the word of God? And what does James do? Instead of giving his word as the authority, he just goes back to the word of God. In fact, he quotes from the book of Amos. I love that. He said, to this agree, the words of the prophets. So let's use the authority of Scripture. Instead of setting ourselves up as the authority, instead of giving this answer, I think, or my opinion is, or we've always said, no, no, what does the Word say? Uh, We say we believe in the sufficiency and the authority of Scripture. So let's use it. So first, 
Let's consider the person of God. Second, the Word of God. And third, the people of God. Now, this is really important. Though they did not say that these Gentiles should be circumcised, what does he say? He says, let's give them this sentence. Let's tell them to stay away from things connected to idols and sexual immorality and things that would be questionable. I love that. You see, as surely as we must consider the the gospel, we must also consider our testimony in this world. When there are questionable things, uh, what do we know about God? What does Scripture plainly teach? And then what would be the, the best testimony for the Lord's people in this lost world? Isn't it beautiful? I really believe these three basic principles that resolve the conflict in Acts chapter 15 in the first century church rightly applied would resolve so many conflicts in our churches and answer so many questions in our lives and in our families. What do we know to be true about God? What does the Bible say? And what kind of testimony and witness does God want shown through his people in this world? May the Lord help us to bring all of our questions into the presence of a holy God. And let's let the Lord give us his answer. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment. And we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.